Hello from Break and Free. Yeah, my name is MA and um, I'm so glad to be reaching out to you right here. Um, I welcome you to another episode of Breaking Free and I hope that you have been blessed by the previous episodes. Yeah, so this series, um, the testimonies of the brethren is going to continue throughout September. And also please feel free to reach us with your questions, with your contributions, with your comments and the rest. You can always use the audio message tool right on Anchor for that. And also don't just listen to the episodes alone please do share with friends family you know whether it is that you feel that would be blessed by this and we're very sure that this is gonna be you also putting yourself out there to reach out to people and to bless lives great so do enjoy today's episode of breaking free Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another beautiful episode of Breaking Free. Uh, October is gradually unfolding and it's seeming like a wonderful, glorious month. And I'm excited to go through this month sharing thoughts um, with you, sharing the word of God with you, our, our beloved listeners. Uh, so today's another episode where we'll be discussing Royal But Fierce. It's a series that has different parts. And for the part one, we discussed um, salvation. But for this part two, we'll be discussing our service to God. Right? Um, but as usual, I have some wonderful co-hosts with me. Um, for today's session, um, I have... The wonderful Emmy. Emmy, say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. Good evening. You're welcome to another episode. We trust God for what He's trying to do tonight. I'm very sure that uh, at the end of this podcast, we will all be living with something tangible by God's grace. I also have Tolu here with me, but at the moment, I think he's having some network issues. Um, when, when in the hello, hello, okay. can you guys hear me now? Uh, yeah, Hi. hello, yeah, good evening. Yeah, good evening, yeah. Yeah, good evening everyone. Trust we all had a good day. Yes, okay. uh, so like I said, yeah, we'll be continuing on the series Royal of Fears, but today is the part two, which is. Served our speech basically revolves around the discussion of our service to God. Uh, but before we start, we want to welcome a very special guest to because without this guest, we can't even start or we can't even proceed further. He is like the main pioneer of what we're doing today because what we're doing is literally not um, a social gathering, right? So let's all just wherever we are, let's just bow our head down as transition to please we worship your holy name. You, because you're here, because you're whatsoever or two or three I can't you in their midst. That we acknowledge that you're in our midst that we and we welcome you wholeheartedly 
asking that you take charge of today's session in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we pray that you speak through us. Amen. We don't speak on our own accord, but rather we want to speak according to the direction and leading of the Holy Spirit. That it empower us at your today. That we shall not just speak vain, carnal words that are edifying to the ears, but we shall speak words that would edify the soul and mind of our listeners in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's session, people will be blessed spiritually, physically, mentally, in all ramifications. There will be a release of your divine blessing upon the life of our, of our listeners in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Take absolute control. Come and teach us. Come and speak through us. Come and enable us that every every word we say shall not just bless our listeners, but also bless us that the best we say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Control. Heavenly Father, may your name be highly lifted for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. So last last i think that was on tuesday right we spoke about yielding to salvation and what it literally meant yeah now that we've yielded to salvation now that we're yielding to salvation like now we're giving our life to christ what next right so as believers yeah we we were created for a particular purpose from the beginning of creation god has always had a reason for creating man and this purpose is basically right one to love god right and two to seven so therefore as christians right um it is it is a vital aspect of fulfilling destiny that we serve god genuinely in truth and in spirit because really our service gives us a great deal of fulfillment, a great deal of purpose. Our service to God as believers, yeah, give our life a meaning. I don't know if that I don't know if you guys are if that makes sense because I'm following. Yes. But can you take that again, please? Okay. I was saying, right, as Christians, as believers right our service to god right gives our our life a meaning right it gives our life this larger than life value you get so as as our core purpose right is to love god and to serve us because right from right from um right from the inception from the beginning the reason why god created man was for fellowshipping Right mm-hmm. and seven. So aside just fellowship, that is loving God, spending time with God, having a relationship, having a, a cordial relationship with God. God also created man to serve, to tend to Eden of Eden. That was his service. So as believers, right, for your life to have a meaning, or for for you to have a meaningful life, yeah, we must. We, 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 we should we, we should have a purpose for service to God right and our our services are not all the same or our our purpose for service are not all the same you guys can agree with me uh-huh. so, so, we are created, 
that we are created differently for unique purpose. Everybody is tailored um, made for, for, for a specific um, purpose, right? Emmy's um, calling, right, is, is different from police calling. Regardless that we are all podcasters, we all have a, a different mandate that is being um, bestowed upon us. And to discover the mandate or your purpose in life, right? You need to, you need, you need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. You need to set your heart in all sincerity, right? To know what God has called you to do, to know what God has predestined and um, predestined you for. Sorry that, that I'm, that I'm, I'm, I'm back, guys. Back, I don't know what they call that. Yeah, but, <clears throat> We are we, we if if we search our heart and with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, we all they will, will discover what we've been predestined for. And we then set ourselves apart from the crowd. What I noticed right in in recent times is that a lot of Christians are bandwagons. They just they are bandwagons followers, right? They just want to go to the church that is happening right or follow the crowd no, no people don't really don't really um how do i put it now they don't really seek God's to identify their purpose right in the body of christ they just follow the bad one go because their friends are all in the choir they think ideally i should be in the choir because all my friends are in the choir whereas Maybe their core purpose in the body of Christ, right, is to just be the person that is carrying the pastor's bag. As little or as mundane as the tax might be, that might be like your core purpose in the body of Christ. But most of us all look at we most most Christians rather we 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 want or we desire that very. Um, let's see shining position in church where where you're like out there everybody can see that you're working but then have you asked yourself to say okay is this what i'm predestined for have you asked yourself what is my purpose have you asked yourself what has god called me to do in his body like is this what is, is this what god has called me today in the body of christ am i where i'm supposed to be am i doing what he has intended for me right i remember going through um the workers in training yeah in within church and it took me a while for me to for me to um for me to let's say go to the Big, big, the department I wanted to pick, right? Because I wanted, I wanted that conviction in my heart, right? Where, why other other people had several, several was it called several um, departments or alternative departments? I think then we are, we are supposed to pick three, then they will assign us to one. I had one particular department in those three options because I, I i already gotten the conviction in my heart okay this is where i'm to serve god and this is the capacity i'm supposed to serve god in right so 
all of these questions as believers before you start rendering service to god you need to ask yourself these questions what is my purpose in life what has god called me to do in his body yeah where am i supposed to be where does he want me to be not where he wants to be but where god wants you to be do god want me to serve in a big church do god wants me to serve in that church in by the corner of my street do god want me to serve as a missionary right what what i am doing right now is it what god has intended for me all these questions you need to ask yourself right and have a sincere answer i realize that sometimes most times human beings are not very sincere to themselves right would would rather tell everybody the truth but not tell ourselves the truth it's just human nature but for you to genuinely discover purpose you need to be sincere with your answers because as different as we are yeah we also have different abilities we also have different interests talents gifts and personalities and these are sort of make made us um made us or this is sort of make us stand out in the body of christ uniquely fitting together to serve one purpose which is to grow the kingdom of god and to glorify god's name right so by having a clear understanding of where you're supposed to serve right you enter fully into who you are and you can discover god's will for your life i want us to read Ephesians 6. Oh, this is a long verse. I think I think I think you can just read Ephesians. Sorry, it's not a long verse. Ephesians 1 verse 6, actually. Let me see if I can read that first. Let me just open my Bible. Or if anybody can open it on their phone now, that would shame. Ephesians 1 verse 6. Let us praise God for his glorious grace for the free gift he gave us in his dear son. Let us praise let, to the um, sorry. This is okay. To the praise of His glorious grace, which He given unto us, the beloved one. Let us praise God. Uh, sorry. So we can see in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians one verse six, that God has literally given everybody a, according to our capacity. Right, and on that we're supposed to praise God because of the gift that God has bestowed upon us. Right, He said to to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given to us, the one He loves. You understand your purpose in life. You activate God's glorious grace over your life, because as believers, this, this, this. Well, let's, there's an anointing or there's a special grace that, that you activate when you when you live when you live the life of purpose or when you live in the purpose of God. I don't know if, the, if that makes sense. You guys got the, that message. Yes, yes, yes. So we have to sorry, we have been made acceptable in the body of Christ, right? God's love for you is unconditional. There's literally nothing, right, that we can do more or less that can make Him love us less. So, what really pleases God, right, is a life of love, service, and praise. 
like I said from the beginning from the from the inception of time the core purpose of creation of man right was for fellowship in and was for tending and was to also to tend to the garden of Eden right and in fellowship you find love you find praise you find service we are called to a life of kindness and total submission to God in discovering your purpose in in life you need to yield to God you need to surrender totally to God you need to have yielded to salvation right you, you need to have you need to have like you need to have yielded to total submission to God your service to God is can be can be can be seen in your action towards your family your community your place of work right so most times most believers think that their service um, to God just stops in church. No, but as we should be an example, right? In wherever we find ourselves, not just in church, right? You see some believers in church, yeah, they are very, very, um, I wouldn't say the word eye service, yeah, but when they're in church, you see them execute their duties adequately well they do it exceptionally right but when they go outside of church premises it's a total different story it seems as if the person they are in church is different from their personality outside of church but our service to god right doesn't just stop in church we should should carry that We we should we should we should lead by example in wherever we find ourselves in in the family, in the community, in our workplace, right? We should stand out as God's own children in the way we do our work, in the way we communicate to people, in the way we interact with people. When God should be done just for the commission of praise, right? Like I said, most people would rather those positions that seem like they're very shiny or they put them in front of people where people can give them accolades right no funny thing is your service to god can just be as little as carrying pastor's bag and if you're doing it fervently you're doing it right you mustn't be like the best singer in the church for you to for you to adorn yourself that you're serving god you mustn't be like the most dressed the best dressed usher for you to feel like you're serving god right in those little things that you're doing fervently, right? Already, already, already it's the past mark for your service to God. Right? Because really our service to God shouldn't be done for recognition or praise. Because at the end of the day, God that 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 should receive all the praise. Because any service that is done for self-seeking or because we want to get something. Right? So as believers, our service to God should be done selflessly. That's why the Bible says, that's why the Bible said, seek here first. God and his righteousness. Everything added unto you. If you look at it, seek here first. God and his righteousness. It's not saying you should seek the kingdom of God because you want to you want you want God to bless you. Or you want them to recognize you that that you're a kingdom seeking brother. Or a kingdom seeking sister, or 
you want you want you want God to heal you. No. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Because that is priority. If you understand that your service to God is a seeking of God's kingdom and his righteousness, right? You will do it without expecting reward or, recom- or, or compensation. Yeah? Because at the end of the day, we know that when we seek in truth and in spirit, all other things will be added to us. So for an example, you but um counselor T, you have a car, right? You drive a car, right? Not at the moment, but then I, I used to. Okay. So so let's if let's let's see for an example, right? Your car, right? When you're driving, yeah. You know at a particular time of the month, you take your car for servicing. Yes. You don't even wait for the car to break down before you service it, right? Yes, that's normal. Why do you do that? Uh, Well, the car is running a service that I must get all the time. So I must make sure I keep it in check. Exactly. So if you're working for God, there's no way God will not keep you in check. God God says that even your your earthly father, your earthly mother will not give you a snake in place of fish or a stone in place of 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 bread more of him that owns everything he knows he knows what you need he knows what you want yeah so you don't even have to nag nag god about these things or you don't need to you don't even have to do the eye service before god provides he knows it's why he says seeking first the kingdom of god because if you, it, it, it's it's in that place of seeking that these other things are added to you but most believers right most times the reason why they seek god it's not even because of his kingdom or his righteousness it's because of those rewards those earthly dealings right like good health like prosperity that they want to get here on earth that's why they seek god or that they seek the kingdom of god and which is like the the, the wrong things like the reverse Just to just to wrap everything up, right? Or to wrap what I've been saying, it's too much, right? In our service to God, we should realize that our service to God is unique to us, is particular to just us, yeah, just us and God. So we need to discover first what our purpose is in God. And in, in discovering purpose, you discover meaning to your life. And how do you discover purpose? By first sincerely and genuinely seeking, seeking the kingdom of God. Because it is when you seek, you find that okay, this is this is what I'm being called to do. It's why truth be told, yeah. Truth be told, a lot of a lot of very rich people, a lot of very famous people, a lot of very successful people that are successful without Christ are living a very empty life. I'm not trying to say that 
success is not good or being famous is not is not good no but because they are living outside of christ they can't find fulfillment to what they are doing they have the best songs haven't you heard where a very successful oh 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 have you ever wondered why very successful musicians right or celebrities take their own life for crying out loud they literally have everything that most of us yearn for but then because they are living outside of god's purpose for their life they live a life of emptiness they look for 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 the wrong things to 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 fill that void that god would have filled that the purpose of god would have filled they use the wrong things to fill fill those void and at the end of the day it leads to catastrophic life so so just to cut everything up just the, the longer and short of everything i'm saying is seek you first the kingdom of god and it's in that seeking that you discover your purpose and service to god or you discover yeah. what your purpose and service to god is thank you so emmy do you have anything uh after you then cancel not see okay okay yes i i um while listening to you while you were talking i'm going to say what i have to uh what i have in mind to say as the lord helps me but then i just want to highlight a few things from what you said you know um just like you said everyone has uh, a unique purpose in terms of service everyone has a unique purpose and it's one thing we need to understand that your service is different from from that of others and it's important that we all come to the understanding of this in rccg for example when you go to the workers in training they tell you okay so uh what exactly do you have to do in the church and then you have to you have to normally you're meant to go before god and ask god what do you want me to do okay but many people will say oh because i have friends in the choir i want to be in a choir because I, you know these things are meant to be divinely are meant to be divinely uh, are meant to be this is that's a divinely ordained or you are meant to be led okay just just ask you can't you can't go to your normal and uh, regular job and say I studied engineering. I studied agriculture. Okay, let me put it that way. <laughs> I said agriculture, and oh, and you see a vacancy for engineers, and you, and you say you want to go and apply for the for job of engineers. I mean, what is the correlation between you that study agriculture and you wanting to work? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they would even they would they would there is a block from the first stage of the interview. Number one, you don't have the qualifications. Number two, you don't know anything about the field. Then what you want to come and do? I don't know there with O's and Gutlas and the rest. So it's just like that. When we so when we talk about service, you have to know what you want to do, go before God and that that is what exactly do you want do you want me to do? Okay. So that is just like I I just wanted to point that out from what you, you said, Vic. All right, so I have a Wrote down, and I'm just gonna go through it. The Lord help me. So I'm gonna relate this, okay, to the main topic, real but fears. You know, while listening to Victor, I I I received some things in my spirit. I just wrote them out. I'm gonna share with us. Okay, so talking about being royal in terms of service now, B 
being royal in terms of service, you know. From the word royal, we know that um, uh, royal has to do with something that is the best. Of course, if you if you see royals uh, out there, they, they try and um, look in their best. They are seen as the best everywhere they go to. Imagine if you see a commoner going uh, coming into a hall now. Let me. Put they will say that the governor is coming. Royals are given the best attention because they are royal. So the word royal is 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 um uh, is synonymous to the word best, um, uncommon, reserved, something that is reserved, something that is reserved. Of course, talking about service now, vessels, vessels that are royal, vessels that are called royal. We know that in the Bible tells us that we have um we have um certain vessels. We have we have um you know those maiden in in, in the best form in gold and silver and the rest and you would not just take a, a a gold vessel and say oh i just want to use it in the bathroom or in the toilet or something like that you know you want to reserve it for the best so vessels meant for royal service are reserved for special purposes you can't just see them anywhere you can't just see them anyhow they are meant for the best and they are reserved for the best looking at the word service looking at the word service and fears now you know comparing the word service and fears when you talk about service and being fierce from the word fears means energetic something that is spontaneous something that is charged something that is ready you know the word fierce is also synonymous to uh or akin to a soldier you know when you see a soldier is fierce ready for battle charged and all that so bringing the whole thing together being royal but yes in terms of service it simply means that a select vessel that is a royal vessel readiness must be ready to work must be ready to serve your royal yes your select you are meant for royal service you're not just you're not just redundant you're not just royal for being uh, royal sake no you have a purpose to fulfill and you must be set a lot and ready to fulfill the special purpose Anytime you're called for it, anytime the king, the one you tell to on you, you have to be ready. I, I could remember when I was still in the um uh, in the music ministry, I'll use that. I, I was in the mu- music ministry for over 10 years, okay? Because um I grew up in it. That was my main concentration. I I I, I love music, you know. I think quite early, I led the choir on, on, on many platforms and the rest. So that was my thing. And I was, <laughs> okay. So being in the music industry, I remained, I remained as a reserved vessel for the king. Okay. I'm going to explain that now. You know, being being a singer, you know, there are different kinds of singers who are, who are gifted. We have singers who are trained. We have singers who are not good okay but i was opportunity to be a, a gifted um singer a person that you know music was just a part of me so i i i would go out to sing in places at the rest and people started calling me ah, why don't you join project then i said ah project film no i don't want to join project film i said because i just want to i just want to serve god i just want to sing for god i saw myself as the vessel for god I saw myself as not just a singer, but rather a minister. I can't wrap up with that, okay? Um, so I I had a, 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 a kind of an encounter, you know, when I went 
for a musical competition from years back and um it's it shifts okay i, I believe um some of us should be familiar with shifts it's um um one of the rcg youth platform for talent okay so i was i was called i was called for by, by someone in the um, region they just called me i said ah, go out for shift and i said i don't want to go like that as at that time i was doing sod i was uh, i had work and the rest i was working on weekends and the rest i was so busy and i just said okay i'll try go i didn't even prepare i didn't even do anything i just went for the shift <laughs> musical competition <laughs> you know and so when i got to the stage i was even the last contestant i was so tired and directly i had to i just went out and i i i sang i remember i sang um, um give me you that was the song i sang and when i finished you know in fact they, had, they, were, they were done they, they you know they were i i i was the last contest i just went there i did what i, I wanted to do i just i sang the song by the time i finished one of the judges called me and said wow said you are you are not you're not just a singer said you are a minister i'm saying i'm saying this because i, I want us to get an understanding from me when someone someone from the um from the crowd said to me i said by the time you go to the stage he said you look very gentle and quiet normally but when you go to the stage you were like a lion and those words i will never forget even though i'm no longer in the music ministry be in the music and in the mystery of the ministry of the words the lord called me this for you to get to understand the one of the members said you were like a lion on the stage and i, I just I, i i reflected at that moment Judge Scott has said, "You're a minister." I said, "There's a thin line between you doing what everybody do, what what uh, every other person does, rather, and and you know, you you knowing who you are. There are a lot of singers out there. We have singers and we have ministers. Many of you, some people, um, uh, other singers, ministers. Yes, you have to understand your own post. Yes, you are a singer, but are you a Are you are you a singer that can just um uh, are you a pop singer okay are you a singer that seems to motivate motivate people inspire people you just sing okay that's what just you have to sing to make people happy and there are people like that 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 is what they, they don't that is in that song but that is what they do the singers like that they just sing to make people happy and but they are ministers so the difference is clear the difference is clear. you have to understand who you are if you don't understand you see if the purpose of the thing is not no is not known you know misuse of that thing is inevitable so if you don't understand what you are meant in terms of service if you don't recognize who you are you will take anything and everything i will share another story quickly before i hand over to um the next speaker i was talking to because i i don't know the things church okay as a teacher i i called um some group of people were dancing you know i just felt led to go to them to speak to speak to them rather so when i went there and i i i just said, I said ah i said i just want to say to you i said you need to understand who you are so you're going to come out before the main church you're going to dance but i tell you at the, the congregation have seen better dancers than you i said but you need to understand who you are i said they are dancers outside you heard of kathy and the rest but you you are not you are not dancing generally you know that's now so you are dancing before A, a a a a church before a church you know before uh, before before the church rather so you need to you need to go extra mile i said without god 
without God, you just be an ordinary sister that they will just look at and nothing is going to happen. I said the difference in you is the God that you carry. And you need to hold on to that God. You need to go to him and ask him that he helps you. I said, because without him, you are empty. And that is what makes a difference in you. In whatever you are doing, listeners, whatever you are doing, you need to find a purpose in it. You need to find a purpose. Because without that purpose, you will lack value. And value is important in service. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate this. Mr. Tolu, that's a good seat. Wow. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you guys have killed this, really. Um, that's right for you. Anyway, I think you guys have said quite a lot and. Um, at this point, I'm so so short of words because I don't really know what to say because it feels like um, if if this was supposed to be hundred at hundred percent, I've already had ninety nine point nine. So I just I'm just going to be a bit more practical here. You know, I, I think uh, quite a number of us uh, believers, so to speak, don't even understand what um, service means. You know, if you are doing if you are serving, you are doing something for someone. You know, without really expecting anything in return. Because if you are serving someone, you are serving, you know, okay, uh, in, mar- in, in marriage counselor, uh, counselorship, in, in counselorship when it comes to, you know, uh, couples, we always say this, that when you are getting married to someone, you are you are committing your life, you know, years of service to this particular person without expecting anything in return. So you shouldn't expect any sort of, um, uh, any, any feedback of some sort, any, uh, any, uh, you don't expect it. So I was saying that uh, as believers, we need to understand that the sole purpose of um, service to God is is a way of drawing more people to the vineyard. Because as a minister, just like Amy said earlier, it may be just one song, you know, that you sing that will win souls, you know. And then maybe as 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 a as a produce member, usher, it may just be the way you smile when that person enters into the church. You know, one of the things I enjoy most, more uh, enjoy the most about our church, the of Champions COC Redeem, is that there is this warmth that comes along uh, introducing new members to the church. You know, as a new member, when you go to the church and you see that kind of warmth, of course you want to come back. So that is that is that is genuine service. You know, uh, you know, preaching the word of God on his own is service. So I think I think we need to understand the fact that you know a lot of like I think I like I like the analogy you you gave earlier about a lot of um, a lot of show off Christians if I if I could say that people that do things in the church provinces just to show that oh I'm doing this and I've 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 encountered one before I know somebody I used to know a, a, a great worshiper in church and and by the time I um, I went to his office to see him. They were calling him. They were calling him names. You know, uh, of course, maybe not, maybe not so bad names, but the kind of names they were calling him. They were calling him. They were using the word Oshomo. You know, you know, the kind of man that that hovers around women. And then it's quite surprising to know that this same worshiper of God is the same person that you know is being called that kind of name. So if he's literally not representing, he's not serving God outside the church. So you know, your service to God, your service to the, your Maker should go beyond what you do in your church you know you should be able to feel it in your surroundings you able to see it in everything you do your activities whether you are going out or coming in whether you find yourself in any place you should understand the fact that service 
it's something you have to do without expecting. Of course, when you serve something, when you serve someone very well, there's every possible chance that you get something huge in return. However, we must understand that service is supposed to be rendered without expectation because that is what God expects us to do. You know, God has God has God has, has, has rendered service to us by sending his only son to come and die for our sins. We need to understand that part. And we need to get the fact that so if we are going to do anything, if we are going to serve God in a way that He wants us to do, we should do it with our mind in truth. You know, we should not, you know, I've seen so many instances where I see people and I'm like, Oh, what are you really doing? Are you really doing this? A lot of people a lot of people will see you probably because you are the you know you are the you are the quiet the fact that you are a quiet person in your in your church and you don't do you don't get in all those uh you know fairy activities doesn't necessarily mean you're not serving god enough because we need to understand the fact that serving god is quite personal just like amy said is quite personal in deep down in your mind in fact they say god knows who is serving him so you can as well pretend to be serving god when your mind is not really there but it doesn't make it doesn't make any difference you know, there's a word that say that uh, if 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 the hair on your head is it's in thousand folds, it's, it's not even enough to thank God, to praise God. So why do you think your service to God is, is what you really need? The same God that can command the trees of the forest to bend down, is the same one you feel like you can't serve. So we need to understand the fact that, for me as a person, I think we need to get that service is personal and. You shouldn't you should serve God without expectation. Because normally if you serve him very well, definitely something comes back to you. That that's my own contribution, sir. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, let's join us. Sugar, how are you doing? I'm fine. Good evening. Do you have any Okay, um I won't want to waste much of our time. I'll just say that uh the whole concept of the Christian faith is actually service. The whole concept called the Christian faith. The Bible speaking says that while Jesus was with the disciples, he showed them that to be a leader in the Christian faith, you are not a leader like the worldly people, giving rule and ruling upon the people of God. He said you are to save them. And he gave a practical example by washing the feet of Peter and others. You know, beautifully, there is this common saying that you can give without loving, or you can't love without giving. Do we understand that? You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. So that's the same thing as service. You can serve without your heart, without even being a believer. But you can't be a believer and not serve. And you know, we've emphasized serving God, serving God, which is beautiful. But one thing about service to God is, service to God is actually service to man. Mm. You will serve men. In Acts of Apostles chapter 6, they were complaining that food were not rightly served to some people. Peter said, look amongst you and choose and they gave them the criteria of people they should look at, look for. And they chose seven, the ones we call the first set of deacons. What were they to do? Save men. Save food unto men. But in doing that, it was accounted that they were serving God. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So if we repeatedly check the Bible like that, like that, even what we call ministry, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 to 12 there, the fivefold ministry, one of their major responsibilities is to train people for the work of ministry. Yeah, is to edify the body. These things are service. You wake up in the morning, you have to do this, you have to take, clean up the church, you have to, you know, some of you, some people, you know, we have to pray for the member, you have to study and prepare for some. All these things are service to man. So this consciousness of all serving God is that you are serving men. In serving men, you are serving God. Now, yeah. in the word serve now that I used there is service unto men, like doing something to a man. You know, we ought, we need to get this thing straight that life of leadership is a life of service. Yeah. It's quite unfortunate that we are in Nigeria where a leader is a ruler, a dictator. That's not a proper definition of a leader. No, it's not. A leader should be a servant. Can I? How can I serve you? How can I work for you? What can I offer? And you know, when we begin to come into the consciousness of service, one thing that will happen to us is that we will, st- we will leave the school of envy and jealousy. So we begin to so I am privileged to see that MA is serving by what she's doing. I am serving by what I'm doing. Mr. Vic is serving by what he's doing. Mr. Tolu is serving. So we know that we are not competitors. We are to complement ourselves in service. So we won't be striving. Uh, is is M.A. the leader? Is uh, Mr. Vic? No, 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 no. We just come to that consciousness. We are serving people. Service is actually tasking and sometimes an accoling task. I don't want to share any personal experience, but I'm just saying that in serving, why is it that people don't want to serve? People are too quick to look for reward. Nobody wants to go through the process. The question is, okay, Emmy, what do I want to do for you? Okay, uh, Shagun, you know, you just do this. What will you pay me? What are you going to we are in a we are in a world, a reward system world where people are more conscious of reward than service, more conscious of what we regain. Extortioning people has become the order of the day that subconsciously, even when we ought to help people, we are still expecting something. So, you know, I'll just say that service to God is actually service to men. Are you serving men? What are you doing to the fellow man for him or her to become a better person? What are you doing in and outside the church? When you get to church early, do you think clean the shares or something? God will not come and sit on any share. You're actually doing it for men. Yeah, going to lead prayers, all those kind of things. And likewise, in our individual workplace also, you know, Paul encouraged us servants serve your masters unto the lord masters you also know that though you are masters upon this earth but you also you have a master in heaven so if we go out to our workplaces can they say we know this one is a believer how he service and dedicated to what he's doing you know even in ministry paul encouraged timothy to be dedicated to the studying of the word 
You know, these days we just do trash and we call it ministry. That's how actually how we do every other areas of life. So what am I saying in that sense? If we can, service is not an act. An act of service, no. Service is an heart. If you don't have the heart of service, you can't have the heart of service. Service is firstly an heart before it became an heart. And as a young man, a young woman, if you have maintained that posture, that disposition to service, even in marriage, it will help you. You just want to serve. You are not a fool, but you want to serve. You know, your wife is pregnant. You are not thinking, hey, we you not going to go. You just want to help her. Service is helping. You just want to go to the kitchen. You want to do this. And you know, all this cultural nonsense. Hey, go? No, forget about it. You want to help. The children have to go to school. This one have to do this. This one have to. Okay, honey, will you go and uh, take care of the uh, cleaning up? I will take care of the children, dressing up and everything. Will you do this? I will do this. Seven. You serve men. In seven men, we serve God. That's actually the emphasis I want to live. So that we don't just say, uh, God, yes, how will you serve a God you've never seen if you can't serve the man right there that you can see? So let us learn and cultivate that habit and culture that I have a heart. My disposition of heart to people is to serve them. Don't have this rulership overhauling consciousness. But having a service mindset, just how what can I do for MA to be better? What can of what importance? What what little thing can I contribute to the life of Mr. Victor, and that he can also become a better person? This is service. Going extra mile to get things done is service. It's not convenient, sir. But if this little is what I can do, please let me do it. Service. So I just pray that the Lord much more opens the heart of our, of the listeners and us much more to even the understanding of service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, I really enjoyed everything that you said. Like, um, it's very insightful. I feel like <laughs> everybody came with um, the inspired direction and they elaborated on um, a set topic. Um, is there any last words from any of us? Like for me, I don't think there's any for me, but any last words? Well, I think if I, if I would um, if I would give a last word, it's just one statement and it is that Service is a lifestyle, okay? You're, you're serving God. Okay, I said one, one statement, but I'm saying more. <laughs> you need to leave what you do, okay? Whatever you're doing, you need, you need to leave it. You need, you need to leave it. Let it be your lifestyle. And that is how you can indeed enjoy what you're doing. Be it service to God, be it service to man. Leave as such. That's it for me. Thank you very much. Any other last words? Okay, with that we say uh, yeah we just want to wrap up the wrap up to this episode and I want to say I want to 
make a declaration, right? That every one of us, even ourselves, right? Even the listener, we shall all receive a grace. The grace to serve God in truth and in spirit. That our service to God shall not be rejected on the last day. But our service to God shall be recognized in the mighty name of Jesus. And everything we do shall not be self and adorning God to the glorification of God's name in the mighty name of Jesus. Any self in us right to take the to that that wants to contend with the glory that is meant for God. We pray and we declare that in in the mighty name of Jesus and by the grace of God such attitude is removed from us in the mighty name of Jesus. Grace to always carry the flag of heaven wherever we find ourselves. Even in those comfortable and uncomfortable positions or whatever that you give us your grace to always carry your flag in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. For all that you've done, I thank you for today's episode. I thank you for making it success. I thank you for speaking through us and with us. Our Father, may your name be highly lifted up. For in Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Amen. 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 So, on this note, you say good night and God bless you. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Family
me above and not beneath. He calls me a lender and not a borrower. I know who I am. And so because of that, I don't have to walk in fear. I walk in faith. If you're walking in faith, shout hallelujah to Jesus.